Welcome to another year of Creative Impact's 89.1 WEMU's exclusive segment that showcases the artists, creative people, businesses, and organizations that make Washtenaw a great place to live, work, play, and visit. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washtenaw and your host. So, you know, I've been hanging around Washtenaw's arts and creative world for almost 40 years. It still surprises me, though, that I continue to discover art and creative treasures hidden in plain sight. Johnny Speakeasy is one of those treasures. To my defense, it is a speakeasy, and true to its name, you must be in the know to know the secret location. Still, I wonder why I was never on the list. Johnny is here to tell us about the underground music club that he started, but shh, don't tell anyone. Johnny, welcome to Creative Impact. Hey, so much for having me. We're really, really glad you're here, um, and I I'm, I'm, want to start out first for those of us that are not in the know, describe Johnny Speakeasy. Okay, well, um, I bought uh, I bought my house in 1994, and the house next door was built in 1837. It's on the historical register, and it was the, one of the original farmhouses in uh, Ann Arbor. And um, my basement, which happens to be across the driveway, um, was a fruit cellar that was dug out in the 1870s. And uh, it's 15 feet underground with a barrel ceiling. And in 1920, they put a, uh, a house over, a little house that I, I live in, and um, it was a speakeasy during the Prohibition. A real and speakeasy. It was a real speakeasy. <clears throat> I talked to a neighbor of mine at the time. He was in his 80s, Eldon. And I asked him, I said, Elton, did you ever come here when it was a speakeasy? He goes, oh, yeah. He says, I'll tell you something, Johnny. It was nothing but Germans and cops. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, did you guys ever have music? He said, well, you know, some joker might show up with an accordion, but we weren't there to listen to music. So, But uh, he got a kick out of the fact that I had music there. And so it's really been a public venue for decades, a century even. Yeah, you know, it depends on who owned the place. I mean, the people that owned it before I did, uh, they used to have music there, um, not as elaborate as I did. But um, And then there was people before them that did, just didn't, you know, didn't make it a public thing. And and how did you actually end up making it more public? I mean, you know, to host, you know, a band or whatever in somebody's basement, I guess, you know, lots of people have live music, but opening it up to the public's another thing. Well, it took me a while. When I first bought it in 94... Um, I knew a lot of musicians because I used to live out in Manchester and have, along with other people, we used to have a hoedown. So I, I knew like the Raisin Pickers and a bunch of different people. And I tried to get something going. In the first few years, you know, I'd, I'd mention to people and, and they'd look at me like, you know, Johnny, my dad's got a basement too with a pitcher Elvis. I don't want to drag my <laughs> drum down. So, so it took about three years, about 1998 is when it really really took off and then word got out and then once word got out i you know i i was getting calls all the time and you've been doing it since and you're not the only in-home or hidden music venue in these parts i know of at least two others around town do you all connect with each other or are you all pretty much on your own you know we go to each other's shows at times and then you know there's a, a lot of touring musicians besides just the local people that we support and we make sure we don't step on each other's toes if we can help it. 
Well, that's that's always the way we like to do it in the music business. 89.1 WEMU's Creative Impact continues with Johnny Williams, the man behind Johnny Speakeasy, a little venue down the road that's been hosting intimate music concerts since the late 1990s. So how does it work? Do you find the bands or do they find you? Well, early on, I, you know, I do, like I said, knew a lot of local people. And, uh, you know, every local musician that you can think of is pretty sure played at my place um but then word got out and and i mean i've even got people from europe who said hey i i was sitting in a bar someplace and somebody showed me this video of your place and we're going to be in the states any chance we can play there so um after i retired from teaching um i used to do it once a month and then it got to the point where i did it you know i was doing it two and three times a month Wow, 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 wow. And it's and, and, and the artists get all the fee. They set the ticket price and and you don't actually collect anything off of that. That's correct. They it's usually uh it's somewhere between fifteen and twenty five dollars and they do a PayPal thing and I don't touch any money. I checked with the city when I this got going, make sure I was okay and they said, Well, are you selling alcohol? I said, No. Uh people can bring whatever they want to and they go, well, Yeah, this is just like a you know, a home party, so you're fine. And that's awesome. So um, 30 years in, 40 years, many decades, do you have a favorite night that stands out? Jeez, you know, I, there's been stuff. I've had over 500 shows. I've got most of them taped, and, and I'm getting them cataloged right now. But, uh, you know, all the lo- there's so many good local people I've had. The Flying Latini Brothers, Dick Siegel, uh, Mad Cat, Ruth, um, Probably one of the greatest nights I had was a group called the Carpenter Ants from West Virginia. Um, and they're like a soul gospel uh, group. And they they just raised the roof. They People didn't want to leave. They were, but, you know, I've had, I've had a lot of uh, Sherry Kane and, and uh, her husband, Dave. Um, Lots of locals as well as others from around the country and beyond. That's amazing. So, yeah. Billy Strings was probably the, my biggest name person. If you know <laughs> anything about bluegrass, he he uh, played at my place with his group, and that pretty much uh, people go, how did you get a hold of him? And I said, well, you know, <laughs> Billy called me. These are all names that are going to be familiar to so many WEMU um, listeners. So, unfortunately, about a year ago, a fire devastated the venue and your home. Tell us what happened. Well, I... I've got a one-room schoolhouse up north in Antrim County, and I was up here. And I got up one morning. It was September 1st, 2022. And my phone was blown up with all my neighbors calling. And before I could find out what was going on, I got got a call from the fire department in Ann Arbor. And uh, the fire chief knows me, and he said, Johnny, I got bad news. I said, well, what's going on? He, he goes, well, there's been a fire at your house. I said, was it pretty bad? And he goes, well, you lost everything. Oh. I said, burnt to the ground? He goes, well, the building's still standing, but the whole insides are, all the contents are gone. Oh, my gosh. So I, I was just kind of devastated. I, I can understand. And ever since, you've been doing your best to rebuild. You've hurt, hit a number of roadblocks, but your friends have stepped in to help. Not just help, really, but they've launched a campaign to save the save the speakeasy. What's in store? What are they doing for you? Oh, my gosh, Deb. I, I am such a fortunate person. Tonight, um, 
it's going to kick off. They've got all these benefit concerts set up for me tonight. Um, all kinds. I think there's like 20 acts are going to be playing at the Ark, and that show sold out like in just a matter matter of days, uh, which I just couldn't believe. And then uh, I've got shows at uh, at on the tracks that are in Chelsea and Trinity House and. Uh, um, Angela Klein, who's the music director for the Ann Arbor Arts, um, she's given uh, a stage uh, get the, at the art fair. At the art fair, yeah, for three days in a row. It's going to be people just singing for my benefit, and um, I, I mean, there's just so many great things coming up. Uh, if uh, if anybody wants to know any of the schedules, if you go to uh, save the speakeasy one word dot com. It'll have a list of all the all the different venues and the times. Well, you know, oh, and really, I should mention the uh, Michigan, uh, the Manchester Underground too. Such great friends, really, truly, a true testament to how much Johnny Speakeasy and you are loved. Like I said, I, I just, uh, I'm overwhelmed. I mean, I just turned seventy five last week, and. Uh, you know, I'll get up in the morning sometime and just feel kind of down and out about not having my host right now. And, and I just I think about all the love and support I've got from the community. Well, you know, a lot of people would give up at 75 and say, well, done with that, move on to the next thing. And is it because of all these friends that you keep it going? Yeah, yeah, that's sure. You know, I would have wanted to anyways, but I don't know if I could do it without, uh, not not just financially, but uh, just the, you know, the morale boosting. Well, we're going to look forward to you being back in Ann Arbor and the reopening of Johnny Speakeasy, your Speakeasy, and your and and, and better yet, I'm going to be in the audience. So, <laughs> we're going to wish great. you great <laughs> success. And um, again, thanks for letting us know about your hidden hidden venue. And uh, we'll look forward to it being live and and online once again. Well, Deb, thank you so much for letting me be on your show today. I really appreciate it. It's been great to meet you and to have you here. That's Johnny Williams, whose in-home music venue, Johnny Speakeasy, was devastated by a fire a couple of years ago. Beloved by local bands and musicians, they have launched a campaign to help Johnny rebuild. Find out more at WEMU.org. You've been listening to Creative Impact. I'm Deb Pollack, President and CEO of Creative Washington, and your host, Matt Hobson, is our producer. Please join me every Tuesday to meet the people who make Washington creative. This is 891 WEMU FM, Ypsilanti Public Radio from Eastern Michigan University.